This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash be here now. Grosso with the Indie Spirituals podcast hosted on the Be Here Now Network. And my guest today is Belinda J. Womack. Belinda, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Chris, for having me on your show. It is absolutely my pleasure. And so before we jump into the conversation, just wanted to share your bio with the audience to give them a little background in case some of them are not familiar with the, your work. Uh, a scientist by training with dual master's degrees in microbiology and environmental science. Belinda Womack is a spiritual counselor who has been channeling angelic wisdom to support individuals, couples, and families for over 25 years. The author of Lessons from the Twelve Archangels, Divine Intervention in Daily Life, Belinda is also the creator of the Twelve Archangels University, an online Change Your Everyday Reality to Heaven on Earth education platform. You can learn more about Belinda and her work at BelindaWomack.com. If you are listening to this on the Be Here Now Network, simply scroll down and you will see a link for Belinda's website as well as her lovely book, Lessons from the Twelve Archangels, um, right there on your screen. And so with all that said, again, Belinda, welcome to the Indies Virtuals Podcast. It's great to be here, Chris. It is so great to have you. I don't think in the 80 plus shows I have done, uh, surprisingly, that I have had one dedicated to someone who works with angels. So uh, I'm very, very excited to explore this topic with you today. And, And I don't think there's anyone more better suited, in my opinion, than you, Belinda. And that is that opinion is based on a conversation that I was very fortunate to have with you roughly a month, give or take, uh, ago, in which um, you completely won me over. Uh, it, in full transparency, my audience knows that I um, am a healthy skeptic. And I say healthy because I do believe it's healthy to take a, a somewhat skeptical viewpoint to things that we are not familiar with, um, but doing so with an open mind, which I certainly did. And it did not hurt that our mutual friend Eileen introduced us, who is just an angel in her own way, um, a wonderful, wonderful being. But I, but yeah, Belinda, I've got to say, which you already know, after we spoke for, I think it was about an hour that initial time, just a, a conversation of getting to know one another, um, 
the wisdom you shared with me and the insights that you had without knowing me um, and a lot of that based on messages you were receiving from your angels, um, I was floored. And so that said, I am so excited, you know, to have this conversation and really explore uh, archangels and you and your life. So enough enough of my rambling. Um, I, let's start with Belinda. If, uh, if you're okay with this, I wanted to start kind of going back a bit. And if you could talk a little bit about your experience in a biology lab doing stem cell research, uh, and that's essentially where you were visited by an archangel. And this experience is one that eventually led you to leave that career and start working with angels. So if you're cool with that, I think that's a great place to jump from. Well, Chris, this was this was quite a long time ago yeah. because I've been working with these beautiful beings of love and light that they say they work with all of us human mm. beings here on Schoolroom Earth. Um, it was, you know, over 25 years ago. But yes, I was um, working in a, a lab doing a um, just a regular uh, separation of lymphocytes from human bone marrow. And I, you know, I'm holding the sample in one hand and the syringe in another hand in a sterile hood. And all of a sudden, I find myself in a stone room um, a very, very ancient room. The ceiling opened up, and in this beautiful light, there was an angel appeared. I had to know it was an angel because it had wings and ruby robes and a trumpet. So I figured, well, this must be Gabriel because I've heard Gabriel has a trumpet. And the angel spoke to me telepathically and said, um, Belinda, we have new work for you to do. Um, we need you to help humanity to remember that they are God's divine children. Um, they've forgotten. And I uh, spoke back to the angel and I said, uh, I think you've called the wrong person. <laughs> I'm a biologist. That sounds like, you know, I'm giving you this short version, Chris. But I said, um, you, you know, you, you need a degree in psychology for that, and I don't have that. Right. And so Gabriel said, well, all you need to really know is what's in the book to your left. And so this was this huge book, at least three feet. It was open, three feet on a stone table, foot deep. and But out of the middle of the book came one word, um, an, a word that you know well, and it was the word love. Mm -hmm. And the word was in a beautiful scarlet red flame and I said love I think I could learn how to do that right I think mm -hmm. I could learn how to love and um, so the angel said to me um, you can resist but we you know we'll be back and I was like we uh oh um, <laughs> so it seemed that I was in this place this altered reality or dimension i really don't know what to call it um for a very long time mm -hmm. and but i all of a sudden i'm back in the lab i'm still or back in my body uh, i'm still holding the sample and the syringe i look at my watch and not even one minute not even a minute had gone by and i still remember that to my left brain right that logical rational brain it was like how could that be <laughs> right 
that's how it began. And um, then that was the first I met Gabriel. And then eventually I met the rest of the team. Uh, there are 12 archangels, but their number is symbolic. If they they ask, you know, don't take the number literally. Um, it, it means evolution. It means ending a cycle and beginning a new cycle of transformation. And that's really what they help us to do mm. here yeah. on what they call schoolroom earth. Mm. They say we are here to experience fear um, and hopefully get bored with that and make the choice for love. Um, love is the greatest power in all of the universe. And as we learn to work with that power, it lifts us up and it liberates us from human suffering and all of the, um, you know, the dark side really that fear creates. Because fear just separates us from oneness. You know, it's easy to forget that we are all so intimately connected with not only one another, but with the universe. And fear makes us forget that. It makes us feel, really feel like we're all alone and that we've been abandoned. Mm. And that's so not true. Yeah. You know, as I'm listening to you speak, a lot of this, um, for me, the, the context or lens that I have for that is most closely, I think, A Course in Miracles. I'm not sure if you're familiar or have read that, but um, the fear in love is um, a bit, very big recurring theme in that book, of course, as is uh, oneness and non-duality. Um, but that's been, a for me and my journey, a very, very important, beautiful book uh, that I've come to and left behind and come back to and left behind. And, and I guess some of the great teachers in that book say that's how it works for a lot of people. It's it's a pretty heavy book. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that seems um, similar. And so I, I certainly relate to that. So I so here you are, Belinda, this this, um, you know, biologist and you have this visit. Now, first of all, did you have any um, education or experience or have you, had you read anything? I mean, I know you said that you immediately had the sense that it was Gabriel. I thought it was Gabriel. But did you, aside from being a scientist, have any um, context in which to frame this experience, spiritually speaking? Or was it kind of totally out of the blue for you? It was mostly out of the blue. Mm-hmm. However, um, I was a very intuitive, sensitive, psychic child. Okay. And my early upbringing was um, uh, sometimes we would go to the Episcopal Church. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a little bit of that, um, but I um, was never really plugged into any uh, any religion, but sure. you know, I um, I have to tell you that what really started it that I think brought on this visit was a dream that I had a few months prior to my visit with Gabriel in the lab, where it was a dream with my um, inner child for the first time, for the mm-hmm. first time, and there were two enormous Labradors in the dream. Mm-hmm. One was um, a golden lab and one was a black lab. And in the dream, they walked right through a, a plate glass 
um, huge window and of course it didn't break and they went out in this green field and I've later understood oh that was Gabriel and that was Michael so angels will appear in so many different forms and and uh, touch our lives in so many different ways they're just trying to help us so I have to be truthful with you and say, was it out of the blue? I was totally shocked when that happened. Yeah. My whole body was shaking. But there was another part of me that said, wow, I know you. Mm. And you seem to know me too, as odd as that is. So um, I probably have not made any sense to you, Chris, but uh, but I have to say yes and yes. Actually, I was going to say, Belinda, surprisingly, mm-hmm. you have, and or maybe not. I shouldn't say surprisingly. I actually, like you, feel that I'm intuitive as well. And as you're speaking, mm-hmm. I'm following you, you know, easily. But I'm more importantly feeling the transmission of the words that you're sharing. Um, so I'm, I'm no, I'm right there with you, and I'm guessing the listeners are too. You. You're uh, very eloquent in the way that you're sharing this. So, um, I and I apologize. I don't know if I cut you off there, but I just wanted to let you know that no, I'm right here with you for sure. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, so back to the and, and we will move on from this from this, but I'm I'm trying to take um, a viewer's standpoint right now or, or a listener standpoint. So you have this first visit from Gabriel, and then we will move on from this, but. You you shared that very clearly, um, but now when when they came down and you're in the stone room as you described, um, again not to also bring up a course of miracles again, but I'm going to. I Gary Renard, a very um, celebrated course teacher, talks a lot about a similar experience in a way with teachers called Artin and Persa, and and a lot of people always question Gary, what is it like? Could you touch them? Were they there in physical form? So I'm guessing some of our listeners and, and myself included is wondering when Gabriel had visited or any subsequent visits since then. Now I know you said that it was um, kind of a different realm uh, or something to that effect. When you're in that space, is it like your waking state? Like you and I are speaking right now? Like, is it like you can touch the angel or I know you said also it's a telepathic communication, but what is the physical experience like for you? So that original um, introduction to uh, Gabriel, I could feel the angel's love and the angel's energy. I did not. I was far too intimidated to try to reach out and and um, touch the robes. They looked like velvet. I mean, the it was... It was had a definite physicality. But what I can tell you that was so bizarre to me is that I had bare feet and I could feel the dirt in the round room. Um, So it was a round stone room, dirt floor, and I could feel the dirt underneath my feet. So that... um, that has always kind of thrown me in, in the way that I experience the 12 archangels now, after having worked with them and served with them for, you know, well over two decades is that their, their energy is so pure and so loving 
and so calming and reassuring that that's how I feel them. I'd have to say that I feel them um, emotionally at such a deep level. So have I had an experience where um, I have had a physical, not, not on, not tangible like we think of the earth, except that what they teach us is that, you know, beautiful trees like a big ponderosa pine or an oak tree that you reach out and you wrap your arms around that tree and yeah. you feel that flow of incredible love and energy and connectedness, mm-hmm. you're feeling an angel in that tree. Or if you have a beloved, um, I call them canine angels, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you have a dog or a cat and you really connect, they are incredibly angelic. So there are um, angelic beings that we can have that visceral, tangible experience with. The, the 12 archangels, um, it's not that we, it's just, it's just a bigger energy. You know they can't really be contained, and um, in in the in the sense of um, something that our human egos can comprehend. Sure. They, from their perspective, um, we all come from the central sun, which is the heart of the Creator, and that's where they come from. And they say that that Creator lives within us, and we live within that Creator. So that that's why it's so important for us to bring our egos back home to that center, that heart and soul by um, practicing loving kindness with ourselves is the big deal, they say. It's it's wonderful to be loving kind to others and of course to earth and, and respect. Um, Archangel Gaia, they say earth is, is one of them. She is an archangel. They say it really comes down to human being, remember who you are. Remember that you come from the Creator, and you deserve that. You deserve the respect and the um, appreciation of the value that you have, even by coming to Earth. We serve all of oneness by what we learn. And they say it takes incredible courage to come into this dimension, into all of these incredible, intense energies, and to evolve. And we do this for all of oneness. So we can experience not only the 12 archangels, um, but the guardian angels, all of the angels and, and guides. Um, they're really just a part of oneness. They're at a very high vibration trying to help us, help our egos to lift up. And as they put it, create heaven on earth. Um, heaven is just a place, a vibration where there is no fear, where there is no, there's no identi- identification that, you know, we've been abandoned, like lost in space. Well, you're far, far too young to remember. Um, lost in space was a TV show when I was a kid. I remember, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we haven't, we, it's impossible to leave oneness. Hmm. And so their, their, their whole job is to help us to 
you know, plug back into source, plug back into love and however we're going to experience that um, because then we're kinder and more respectful to ourselves and certainly to others as well. Absolutely beautiful. I um, I heard actually uh, pantheism, the teaching of pantheism in there where uh, God or whatever you care to substitute that word with is in all things, just as all things are within God. And I thought that was beautiful. And I also appreciate the emphasis on loving kindness, especially towards oneself. As I've talked about on the show myself, that is uh, been one of, if not the great um, undertakings that I have had to endeavor upon in my own healing journey, especially that of uh, recovery from drugs and alcohol. Um, but it's uh, it's absolutely worth it. And the benefits uh, and just the absolute change in my overall state of being when working with uh, loving kindness practices has been incredible. So when I teach myself, I... I love to share that whenever I can. And I'm actually keynoting a recovery, the New York State Recovery Conference tomorrow. And that's coincidentally enough what my talk is about, loving kindness. And I'm going to lead them in a short loving kindness meditation. And just because that is so important and something that for many of us, uh, we are not really taught how to do that and 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 if anything it's almost frowned upon like it's an ego uh egotistical thing to love yourself uh, but i'm grateful that 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 you shared that so thank you for that and you you've mentioned uh, a number of times the the 12 archangels so can you elaborate on the 12 of them and the the purpose that they serve do, does each one you know, are, do they focus on a different element or, or, you know, what are they? Who are they? What do they do? Well, Chris, they first would um, like to comment on your keynote for oh, tomorrow. Please. And they, please. And they say, um, beautiful humanity, we are all on the road of recovery. Hmm. What are we recovering from? We are recovering from the sometimes illusionary loss of interconnectedness that we have with one another. And so for you human beings, when you go through abuse in your childhood and you feel so, so abandoned by the adults around you, it creates a deep scarring pain so how can you love that child that lives within you who experienced such abuse, abandonment, and rejection? We say, plug back into source. Whatever your word for mother, father, God is, just take a deep breath and say, divine source, divine oneness, Thank you for filling me with unconditional love and acceptance for me, my human me, my hurting me, my me that was abused, my me that was traumatized and terrorized. And we say to you, you will feel better. You see, love is the greatest healing power and it works far better than 
any kind of other substance, but you may not know this. So we invite you to take a different kind of medicine every day that will bring you home to yourself and home to oneness. We are known as the 12 archangels of the central sun. Um, some of your scholars like to give us names and to separate us into um, different personalities with different jobs. And that is fine with us. But we just remind you that we work as a team. Our number is symbolic, as we've already asked Belinda to mention, because you have 12 hours on your clock face, you have 12 signs on your zodiac, and you have 12 months in your year. The number 12, it means to end a cycle and to begin a new one. So you may know one of our names as Archangel Metatron. Metatron is also Jupiter, who does a 12-year cycle. You may know one of our names as Archangel Michael. We laugh here because Michael seems to be so popular. Why would this be? Because this energy that is not separate from you or from any of us is known as the Archangel of Divine Justice, Courage, Higher Will, and above all else, Truth. This Archangel also has the name of Saturn. So you see, we have many names, and we do not like our names to become um, something to create an argument among human egos. So we actually prefer to just travel around incognito. We do tell you this, that angels, we do not have a hierarchy at all. We do not in any way perceive that we are higher than human beings or that human beings are higher than amoebas. We see everything as radiating the energy that created all of us. And that energy in its purest form is also known as love. So we encourage you to look at the word archangel. Arch just really means to create a bridge, a doorway between heart and soul, heart and personality. Invite us into your daily lives. We're actually already there. But when you invite us in with your egos, then it's amazing how the divine child within you, for we see you as divine children, feels comforted and directed and not alone. You start to stand up straighter to know how to put your next foot forward, to feel braver and ready to create that happy childhood that maybe you haven't experienced yet. This is what we love to help humanity with. 
And so, Belinda, in there I heard, invite us in. We are already there, but invite us in. How would one go about doing that? Well, so, Chris, the the 12 archangels like to keep things simple. And And they say, just, this is what they've taught me. They just say, say thank you, angels. Um, thank you. You can say if you, it's kind of like a, it's like if, if you just need a 40 watt light bulb going on your desk, um, because angelic energy does have a certain frequency or power. Um, you might just not that guardian angels are any less helpful, but they sometimes or often are just, they have a gentler um, kind of push with them. You know, angels nudge us to grow. So when you call on the 12 archangels, it's like you're plugging into a mega, you know, kind of solar farm that would cover half the galaxy or maybe half the universe. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a huge power. So you think about, well, what do I need here? Um, and the more you get accustomed with working with angelic energy and having their support, the more comfortable you will become in saying, okay, thank you, 12 archangels. I really need uh, divine assistance. I need a divine intervention. I need direction here. I've fallen down the rabbit hole. Um, please lift me up. So it, it's that simple. It's about that the human ego is um, was created to just be focused on self mm-hmm. and sometimes not maybe not the bigger self. So when we take that ego, that consciousness, and we say, thank you, well, we're already lifting up our vibration to gratitude, which is incredibly helpful to work with the law of attraction to bring us what our heart desires. Gratitude is Wow, the magic force. Yeah. So when we start with, thank you, angels. Um, what I like to do is I go, thank you, divine oneness. Thank you, 12 archangels. Thank you, my higher self. Thank you, my guardian angels. I just call everybody in. Mm. Um, and then I let them know from my little ego's perspective where I really need direction. And it comes in, um, it comes in swiftly. The other thing about working with angels is that uh, it helps all of planet Earth because um, we are all one. Truly, we are, even though we don't see it that way most of the time. So they really love to help us get to the roots of our own individual suffering. So those roots are stuck down there in our subconscious, the drama traumas we experienced early on in life, even in utero, even in past lives. They love to help us lift those up in forgiveness so that we can be free of that old stuck energy. They described us, think of yourself as a vessel or of a vase that, or a glass of water, right? But if it's full of sludge, in, and they mean that's the subconscious that just doesn't know how to let go of the past and the trauma and the experience. Well, so they help us to clean that out. 
and to transform that inner pollution we can think of so that then there's room in us for that beautiful, clear spirit, um, that essence of love. That's what we use to create with and to manifest with what brings us abundant joy. And that's our birthright to do that. Even here on wackadoodle earth it's still our birthright <laughs> and so once we've invited them in I, I i feel like you may have already kind of answered this but is there on the other side of that is there a way to or something to look for to know that it is or they are not it they are working in our lives is i'm guessing it it will probably be different for everyone but are there some general commonalities to know okay I have thanked the angels. I've invited them in. How do I know that they have heard me beyond, you know, just believing that they've heard me? Could it be a, a sensation or an actual sign, something in the physical world, a combination? What, what, what could we look for? Results. Ah, you, ah. We're going to experience um, miracles. And that means just unexpected you know, synchronicity of wonderful things happening, things lining up, opportunities coming to us, uh, feeling better, feeling, you know, moving from um, really feeling low down, depressed and miserable to, wow, life ain't really that bad. You know, a, a big shift in mood, um, uh, just miracles. And so it helps and they say this to our egos lovingly, let go of control, human beings, we know this is tough, but please don't put us, meaning the angels, in a box saying, and the results have to look like this mm. before I'm going to trust you. That, they say, actually is coming from a wounded child, and they will play with us a little bit with that. Like uh, a real simple thing is, Okay, angels, you know, I need a parking space hmm. or I need the traffic to open up so that I can get on the highway, whatever that is. We're definitely going to experience uh, help wherever we need it, wherever we need it. Um, you know, getting out of bed when our back is, you know, our low back has gone out, something like that. Hmm. But what's the most wonderful is when we can take a deep breath and just say, you know, and angels, move me out of your way. Move my ego out of your way so that you can help me even more than I would probably let you. Because so often, Chris, we're taught that we're not supposed to ask for help and we're not supposed to need help sure. and we're not supposed to be needy. And that, you know, the angels say, you know, human beings, you are needy. Mm. <laughs> and that uh, if you'll allow us to reconnect you to source and, and give you some support and just help things in your outer reality line up because we, they, they teach us that we are creating our reality. You know, we, we are the creators. So when they can help us with that creation, just with some vibrational support, then we experience, you know, miracles. Again, what are miracles? Feeling better, uh, opportunities happening, and just 
wonderful, unexpected and expected synchronicity um, that we go, wow, maybe there is a force out there that's trying to help me. Hmm. So let's, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'll go for a run. And then I've got to travel a few hours out to this conference I mentioned, give a talk, come home and then another workshop the next morning, but we'll stay in tomorrow. Let's say I want to work with these angels. Um, will there be a difference between me in the morning getting up and first thing, just inviting them in, you know, please angels come, come on in. I know you're here anyways. I would love your guidance. Um, I'm not putting you in a box, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Would there be a difference between that and then let's say I get to the conference, it's about 10 minutes till I speak, and I will generally say a quick little prayer to the universe and ask me to lay myself aside so that its message can be given. And But let's say I'm talking to the angels. Would there be a difference between the way I invite them in first thing in the morning just in a general regard versus before like a big event like tomorrow or you know it taking someone else like say they get up and they have a meeting with a bo their boss or whatever a uh, some big event in their life is there a different way to approach the invitations or is it just however it comes up for each person in that moment so it's all very related and um it's they the angels do not want to dissect anything and say oh well this is the right way or this is a, a better way what they say chris is that um they would love for you to experience them uh, it's it's like having a circle it's like being encircled with a love that lifts you up yeah so that you know that when you go to that conference, you're taking the universe with you. <laughs> and your ego knows that it's not that it has to be uh, removed. It's that it deserves to be lifted up and brought into alignment with your heart and soul <laughs> so that you are in the flow completely and totally. Mm. So it's probably going to feel a bit different, um, a bit closer. It, you know, the 12 archangels really um, speak to our emotional being mm. and mm. that divine child that lives within us. So as far as you're bringing in the truth that you bring in, the truth is the truth according to them. When you get to that vibration where it is love and there's no contamination of fear in there, you're bringing in the truth. Mm -hmm. So your way is, of course, going to bring in the truth. It's that you might want to give them a try so that you just feel the incredible comfort, camaraderie, um, embrace, and that your little Chris says, wow, I've got friends. <laughs> I've really got friends, big friends. I love that. And, and you know, to be transparent, Belinda, after we spoke the first time, again, roughly a month ago, give or take, I got off that call and I just felt such a, a, 
a real resonance with everything. And, and so I worked with um, everything we talked about. I was looking through your book and it lasted like three days and I got busy and I just forgot to do it. And next thing I know, it's like a, a week a week ago to the day and I'm like, oh yeah, I get to talk with Belinda next week for the podcast. I've got to like start working with the angels again, but I'm busy and I forget. And so, I mean, I guess it's just like anything else you really need to, if you're feeling resonance with it, dedicate yourself to it. And then it will become like riding a bike, like a second nature. Is that now I'm saying that like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm more saying that is, is that correct? Is that, um, or maybe it's not fair to try to make a general blanket statement. Cause again, I, I respect that everyone's process is different, but, um, is that possibly a way that it, it can generally work for people? The, the angels say, Chris, we never left you. We've always been right there. Mm. But beloved one, you do sometimes leave yourself. Mm. It's very easy for caregivers to focus so much on getting the work done and generating the love and radiating it, being the lighthouse for the ships that are trying to come back to shore and have lost their way. Our message to you is that a time is coming where you were, will truly value holding that little Chris and remembering to bring him into your daily life. And when you do that, we shall be there also. And so what, by little Chris, does that mean childhood Chris or small self Chris or both? So, um, Chris, you have uh, a divine child, which the angels define the divine child as it is your inner child. But the inner child has two aspects. It has, well, actually a few, and the inner child could be just about any age. But there's the wounded child that is still recovering, right? Still recovering from the hurt and the loss and peeling off those layers, layer by layer, and bringing in forgiveness. And then there is the divine child that is very much like um a dog, like a Labrador retriever, that even if it's been hurt, it keeps on loving. And the divine child is the synonymous with your heart um, or the superconscious. So the wounded child would be the doorway to the subconscious, the divine child, the doorway to the superconscious. So they say that, you know, the, the it is the child within us that can still believe in magic can still believe in things that are not always provable by limited earth-proving methods. So this is where they can connect with us, with the child within us that believes Mm -hmm. and that trusts. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So... You know, something I wanted to ask you about, Belinda, is knowing that you have that background in science and 
it's it's really beautiful to me to see um, science and spiritual teachings having um, an ever growing relationship uh, with, with every passing day, month, and year. Uh, and of course, there are still people on both sides that don't want that to happen. But I, I I've enjoyed seeing physics um, and things like the ancient Vedas from the Hindu tradition. Um, people starting to see the uh, similarities there, just different languages, but essentially saying a lot of the same thing in many regards. So in your own experience with science, how um, how does that work, if at all, with the uh, angels? Well, Chris, I, I don't I don't experience much of a difference mm. because in, in my um, working with the 12 archangels, they continue to prove all of the time that angels are real. Um, there is a creator that we all come from. Love is the greater power. We are intuitive beings. We can communicate across thousands and thousands of miles. Um, you know, I can I can think something privately to myself and it comes out my husband's mouth within seconds. So, you know, the whole thing that they want us to understand is that science means to have a hypothesis. Mm -hmm. That means that you ask a question. But if you can open up how that question is answered then that's where science and spirituality, and Einstein would certainly support this, um, where they come together, where, you know, they're not so different. And the creative geniuses that have walked this earth, that have brought us such incredible inventions and miraculous cures for things, you know, they received that inspiration from their, from their intuition. Right. And so... You know, it's it's that when you go into that part of the brain, um, just to make it simple, that uh, left hemisphere, the logical, rational, ego, where we see past, present, and future, that part of the brain loves to dissect. Um, it loves to separate because we are here to, we get to kind of experience what's it like to feel separate from everybody else and separate from the creator. Mm. And we have that rational thinking. That rational thinking is when the hindrances come in, we start to ask what if, we start to have controlling thoughts and doubting thoughts. But if we go over to the other part of the brain, in a cliche, the right hemisphere where emotions live, where intuition lives, where there is no time and space, where we get to experience a higher vibration. Well, that part of our own brain likes to put things together, right? So we've got one part of our own brain that likes to dissect and separate out, and that's where fear can come in. But the other part of us says, but, well, let's look at how it all flows together how it's all interconnected. As our own human brains continue to evolve to that of what so many, if not all of the animals already 
you know, understand, then we will continue to merge science with spirituality um, because it's all going to come down when you keep searching to truth at the highest vibration. And the ultimate truth is, yes, there is a reason for everything. There's always an opportunity to learn. Um, we're not, you know, things don't happen to us by accident. There's not chaos, but there is always room for an education, room for learning. So that is the way the angels answered your question. Mm -hmm. um, if it's left you with another question, they say, just allow, allow the universe to answer that in a way that makes good common sense. That's their, they love to use that, those words. And they insist that that's the way that when I'm doing sessions with people, that that's how I help them. They say, Belinda, it has to be grounded. Mm -hmm. It has to be practical. And it has to make good common sense. Is it coming from spirit? Absolutely. But there you have a fusion of science and spirituality. Mm. And I feel like, and I could be wrong. You, in that very last part, almost answered a question that came up for me while I was listening to you, which is, I would love to know for the angels, say someone's listening to this conversation. You know, we're about 50 minutes into it. So if they're still listening, I, I would uh, suspect that they are open to this. But let's say they're open, but still a little skeptical. You know, like, uh, all right, you, you've got my interest, but I'm still not sure about that. What would the angels say to someone who is interested, but still a bit skeptical. To keep asking questions, mm -hmm. to continue to ask to be shown how they are creating their own reality from the inside out with their thoughts, their beliefs, their own subconscious that is motivating them. And ask for... Uh, connecting lines to appear mm -hmm. between the inside and the outside is that's really where it all begins and once that starts to um, come together then believing in angels is not so far out there at all mm. yeah I appreciate that and and you mentioned Belinda that uh, a little bit about the work you do so for those listening you everything we're talking about you actually uh work with people one-on-one -on -one working using the angels is that correct well um yes so i do um private sessions i also have quite a number of classes that i teach which are focused on helping to open that creative spiritual intuitive part of the brain and mm -hmm. um, so that individuals can receive their own guidance they can have their own connection with their team of helpers in heaven again heaven being a vibration where fear doesn't exist and when I do a private session, um, Chris, the, the focus, I do use some um, sidereal astrology mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. grounding, but the focus is what are you creating that you no longer want to experience 
in your life that you're done with. You want to, um, the angels help us to get through what we came here to learn so that then there's more room for happiness, abundance, joy, whatever it is that we may be missing in our lives. So, um, you know, they, they love, we love where we work as a team to really, um, get to the root of patterns of self-sabotage or, you know, things that are still causing a person to hurt or feel traumatized. Mm. You know, let's get to the root of that. Let's transform it so that it's gone. Mm. So that's really, really gone. Because we create our future with our past. Most human beings don't fully comprehend that. We're just stuck here in the present moment going, why is it that I don't have what I want? Well, did you have it before? You know, we're just going to keep clearing that vessel, right? That vase, that glass, so that there's room to really bring in what it is that you truly want to experience. I love that. And so for someone who's interested in pursuing that with you, again, that your contact information and more about that is available, I'm guessing, at your website, BelindaWomack.com. That's correct. Everything's right there. Awesome. Yeah. So again, if you're checking this out on the Be Here Now website, simply scroll down. The link is right there. Or feel free to type it on into your URL, uh, BelindaWomack.com. And so, Belinda, since we have about five or so minutes left, um, I wanted to kind of turn the floor over to you or to the angels um, to see if there's uh, or, or what whatever you or they would like to kind of leave this conversation with, leave the listeners with, if there's a specific or general message, um, whatever it is that they would like to um, close with. The the floor is yours, theirs. We are the 12 archangels of the central sun. And we say to you that you are far more powerful then you may truly understand. We ask that you see the power within you as a healing force. And this healing force has the ability to bring in a vibration of love that we call forgiveness. Human beings it is so easy to fall down and to berate yourselves for whom you believe you are not or whom you believe you are and want to be someone different. You see, sometimes you hurt one another. And you can hurt one another brutally. But there is a force within you that is truly all-powerful and it is a force of love in the vibration of forgiveness so we invite you to close your eyes and just to experience something that you have right at the top of your head you have a battery of spiritual energy that helps to bring the parts of your brain together. We call this violet fire or violet energy. 
but it is a force of love that transforms fear wherever it is in your vessel and brings in forgiveness for even that which is unforgivable. So if you will just imagine that you are standing under a gentle violet fire rain shower and this rain is just falling on top of your head and flowing into your human being. It's flowing into every cell, every negative belief that you still have about yourself or about earth or about life on earth that you don't even know that lives within you. Old religious belief systems or feeling that the patriarchy will always have a noose around your neck, whatever it is. Just let the violet fire, the violet energy of transformation find it for you. And as that forgiveness flows in, it is lifting you up and out of what really causes you to suffer. We call it fear, but fear truly is an illusion. It is the belief that you live outside of oneness, that you live outside of the Creator, and that therefore you don't have the help, the support, or the resources that you need. And that violet fire continues into your human vessel, filling every cell, every single cell of you, every molecule, every atom and space between your atoms, transforming the fear that causes you to suffer back into love, bringing in forgiveness for your precious, beautiful self, to all of the rejected selves that you do not even know need to be accepted unconditionally. And as that violet energy flows in, we add pure white gold divine love to flood you, to flood you with the love and the power and the connection to abundant source that always has everything you need flowing through you, helping you to remember, oh yes, you are a divine child of the Creator, worthy of experiencing the happiest childhood that has ever been experienced and for that happiness to only grow greater each and every day. Enjoy. Well, I don't think I could ask for a more beautiful, calming, peaceful and inspiring way to end this conversation. So 
Wow, yeah, Belinda, to you, to the Archangels, I am very grateful for for your time. And we are grateful for yours. Well, until next time, this is Chris Grosso with the Indie Spirituals Podcast. My guest has been Belinda Womack, author of Lessons from the Twelve Archangels, Divine Intervention in Daily Life. And for more, please visit BelindaWomack.com or for the last time, scroll down on the Be Here Now webpage and you will see the link both to her book and her website there. Thank you very much and have a great rest of your day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.